Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Almighty God, for this word that you have placed in our hands today. We thank you, Almighty God, for all that you do in our lives. And we ask you, Lord, that you step with us as we go through your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen, everyone. We are going to start reading today in Corinthians chapter 5. So without delay, let's get started. It is actually reported that there is a sexual immorality among you and of kind that does not occur even among pagans. So here we go. They weren't they had superseded, superseded, they had superseded the pagans. That's how bad their sexual acts were. Okay. <laughs> A man has his father's wife, and you are proud. Shouldn't you rather have been fouled with grief and have put out of your fellowship the man who did this even though i am not the physical presence i am with you in spirit and i have already passed judgment on the one who did this just as if i were present when you are assembled in the name of our lord jesus and i am with you in the spirit and the power of the Lord Jesus is present. Hand this man over to Satan, so that the sinful nature may be destroyed and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the, festiv the festival, not with the old yeast, the yeast of the malice and the wicked, but with the bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and truth. In other words, get rid of your sin, okay? That's what the yeast is, sin. If you don't get that sin out, that sin will multiply and take over. So get rid of that sin. I have written you in my letters not to associate with sexual immorality people, not at all, meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindles or idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a brother, but is sexually immoral or greedy or idolater or a slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler. With such a man, do not even eat. 
What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked man from among you. Amen. Amen. If any of you have a dispute with another, dare he take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the saints. And we see this all the time. Believers in Christ get mad at a neighbor who's another believer in Christ and off to the, where? Off to the police, the courts to argue their case. <laughs> You're a believer in Christ and he's a believer in Christ. Where should you be taking that? To your pastor's to the head of your household, to God. If you don't have a, a pastor to God, let him be your judge. Not man, not the world. The world can't do nothing for you but put you in jail or make you pay a fine. Ah, but when God handles it, it's handled rightly. Okay? Uh do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? Come on now. We're going to judge the angels that fell out of the earth, fell out of the heavens, right? Lucifer and all those that came down with him. We will judge them. They are angels. Yeah, we call him the devil, but he was an angel. In fact, he was the right-hand man of God. <laughs> okay, so we will be there to judge him. And he knows that. That's why he wants to take as many of us as he can. Trick us, fool us. Have us arguing and fighting and scrambling because he knows. He knows the truth. But he doesn't want to be there by himself. He doesn't want to be there alone. <laughs> All right. How much more the things of this life? Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, appoint as judges, even men of little account in the church. I say this to shame you. It is possible that there is nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers. But instead, one brother goes to the law against another, and this in front of unbelievers. <laughs> the very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you have been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated instead? You yourself cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? So you out here, you done bought food. You're a grocer. You done bought food. People come to you to buy your food, and you jack up the prices. 
You make them higher than they're supposed to be. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't get a profit, but five times, 10 times the amount, no, that's too high. Twice the amount, okay, that's reasonable. Three times the amount, you're hedging. Now you're really getting expensive. But we got people out here charging five times the amount, seven times the amount, 10 times the amount. You've lost your mind. And then you have those who, who want a, a hefty 30 40% higher. Come on. All right? This is what he's talking about. Um, do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? And do you not, uh, do you not, uh, be deceived? Neither the sexual immorality or the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkard, nor the slanders, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed and you were sanctified. And you would justify in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Amen? <laughs> so you shouldn't be doing these things no more. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but... I will not be mastered by anything. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God will destroy them both. When you die, all that goes with you. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. By this, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? We've had this conversation. That's what he is in me and I am in him means. I am in God. When you decided to come to God, you died in your body and became anew in Christ Jesus. Okay, shall I then take the member of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her body? For it is said that two will become one flesh. You see? So women and men, you out here dipping and diving, weaving and wiving, to uh, people who you're not married to, uh, this is what he's talking about. You're, you're not one flesh because you're not married unto him, okay? You're a single person. You're fornicating, okay? Some of you are being adulterers and adulteresses. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in the spirit. 
Okay, we're going to uh, halt here for a second, and then we'll be right back. Okay, thank you, everyone, for waiting. We are back. We are now going to pick up in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Now for the matters you wrote about. It is good for a man not to marry. But since there is so much immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duties to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time. So that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Okay, let's break this down a little bit. First of all, he says something very interesting here. He says, now for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to marry. Why? Marriage takes the man's mind off of God. And his mind is on his wife, his family, you know, his children, his work, things he has to do. So, you know, that goes for anybody, man or woman. Okay. But then he says, you know, just keep, uh, to keep down all this immorality, each man sh and each woman should have their own husband or wife. Okay? Man should have a wife, a woman should have a husband. Now, then he says the wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to this wife. So, he tells them not to deprive each other too long. Okay. Do not deprive each other except for mutual consent and for a time. Okay. So that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Now, then comes together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Okay. I say this as a concession, not as a command. I wish that all men were as I am, but each man has his own gift from God. One has his gift and another has that. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I am. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. In other words, burn in hell. Okay, to the married, I uh, to the married, I give this command: not I, but the Lord. A woman must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried, or else. Be consiled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. Now, we've been over this. If you do, and you start seeing somebody else, you consider an adulteress, 
and the person that you start seeing is considered an adulteress. Uh, to the rest, I say this, I, not the Lord, if any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and who is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife. And the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. Okay? But as it is, they are holy. But if the unbeliever leaves, let him do so. A believing man or woman is not bound in such circumstances god has called us to live in peace how do you know wife whether you will save your husband or how do you know husband whether you will save your wife nevertheless each one should remain each one excuse me should should retain the place in their life that the Lord assigned to him and to which God has called him. Now, this is the rule I laid down in all, um, in all the churches. Was a man already circumcised when he was called? He should not become uncircumcised. Was a man uncircumcised when he was called? And he should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's command is what counts. Each one should remain in the situation which he was in when God called him. Were you a slave when you were called? Don't let it trouble you. Although, if you can gain your freedom, do so. For he who was a slave when he was called by the Lord, he is the Lord's free man. Sincerely, he wrote, who was a free man when he was called is Christ's Christ slave. You were bought at a price. And do not become slaves of men. Brothers, each man, as responsible to God, should remain in the situation God called him to. Now, about virgins. I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for you to remain as you are. Are you married? Do not seek a divorce. Are you unmarried? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in their life. 
And I want to spare you this. And that goes for today. <laughs> Just because you get married don't mean the troubles are going to stop. What I mean, brothers, is that the time is short. From now on, <clears throat> those who have wives should live as if they have none. <clears throat> and those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if there were not theirs to keep. And those who use the things of the world as if engrossed in them. For this world is its present form is passing away. I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is interested, his interests are divided. As unmarried women or virgin is concealed, concerned about the Lord's affairs, her arms is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of the world and how she can help her husband. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone thinks he is acting improperly towards the virgin he is engaged to, and if she is getting along in years and he feels he ought to marry, he should do so as he wants. He is not sinning. They should get married. But the man who has settled the matter in his own mind, who is under no compulsion but has control over his own will, and who has made up his mind not to marry the virgin, this man also does the right thing. So then, he who marries the virgin does right, but he who does not marry her does even better. A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but he must belong to the Lord. In any judgment, she is happier if she stays as she is and thinks that I too have the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> now about food sanctified to idols we know that we all uh possess knowledge knowledge uh puts up but love builds up and the man who thinks he knows something does not yet know as he ought to know but the man who loves god is known by god so then about eating foods sacrificed to idols we know that the idols is nothing at all in the world and that there is no god but one for even if there are so-called gods whether in heaven or earth as indeed 
there are many gods and many lords. Yet for us, there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everyone knows this. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat such foods, they think of it as having been sacrificed to an idol. And since their conscience is weak, is defiled. But food does not bring us near to, uh, but food does not bring us near uh, to God. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone with a weak conscience sees you who has this knowledge eating in the idol's temp temple, uh, won't he be, won't he be emboldened to eat what has been sacrificed to idols. So this weak brother for whom Christ died is destroyed by your knowledge when you sin against your brothers in this way and would, uh, and, um, and wound, uh, let's see, and wound their weak conscience. Your sin against Christ, therefore, if what I eat causes my brother to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause him to fall. So, you know, basically, if you're eating something that someone else has told you that you shouldn't eat, and that's what they believe, if they really are your close brother and sister, then they might fall because you're eating something they feel like you shouldn't eat. And so they're saying, if that be the case, then don't eat it in front of them and cause them to stumble. Now, I'm just using food, but it could be anything. It could be clothes. It could be where you're going or what you're doing. But you get the gist of the situation. Okay? All right, everyone. I hope this was a blessed teaching. This is Minister Macron saying have a blessed evening and good night.